Hi, I'm Katie Turner, and I'm hanging out with Rob at Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I am finally hanging out with Katie Turner, and you're about to headline and perform here at the Troubadour, which is such an iconic theater. For you, like, being an artist, like, what does it mean to be at a venue like this? And, you know, you're almost at the end of the tour as well, so it's kind of like a really cool place to, to end the tour. Exactly that. It's almost like me and Sophie, who's opening for me, we've been planning up for like for this moment because we knew it's like this is the second to last show of the tour it's mm. all our friends are coming so it's kind of like the season finale that's what we keep defining it as because you see our lives as like a television show so we're like oh my god what's gonna happen tonight at the troubadour the most iconic venue <laughs> like this is in incredible um and also i've headlined not headlined eh, i opened here four times since 2019 so wow. i've been playing the troubadour for four years now and this is the first time I ever headlined, so it's almost an honor. Like, regardless of how iconic this venue already is, it's like, wow, it's, I just can't believe they're even letting me headline it for once. So it's like amazing. <laughs> That's exciting. Talk to me about this tour that is about to wrap up. You've been on the road for the, for the last month and, you know, promoting the new EP, which is or act one of the two part series, which is such a masterpiece. Um, how has like this tour been like for you and like what's it been like being able to perform these songs live to a new audience every night so in the age of social media it's really easy to forget that there are people who are actually listening to your songs and resonating with them because you know everything's so two-dimensional and you learn people through usernames so <laughs> like it's really hard to contextualize like I love the Office 67 being like really amazing song. Like obviously you're grateful, but I think the main amazing thing of this tour has been making me realize like, oh wow, like getting to meet everyone and, and put faces to these stories and really get to look them in the eye and just have that one-on-one -on -one connection and like feeling all that energy has been life-changing and, and, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, yeah, it's... Something I have not been taking for granted. And I think that this tour has just completely given me a whole another reason to love what I do so much. Yeah. Now, this EP, or this, this part one, act one of this two-act series that you just dropped, Comedy and Tragedy, is incredible, as I mentioned earlier. And I, I just, you kickstart it with such a, heart-wrenching song uh, which is the title track as well and I'm curious because like I feel like your voice your vocal is different this time around I feel like it's evolved uh on this on this um this like package that you've you've given us so you know being able to open up with such a song like that and being able to control the vocal the way that you did like what was that like for you that's thank you so much by the way that's such a compliment um I feel like the vocal most of it was done just like day one demo vocal um and i just put all of my emotions behind it so it was almost nice to not really think about like a perfect polished vocal and just give the most honest take that would serve the song the best so um yeah i'm glad um that it captured that and talk to me about the creative process with this because uh you're in the studio with johnny shore but you're also in the studio with Rosalind um, and having two producers during this, these six tracks, like how does that change the dynamic 
during the recording process and you know also the creative process too because it's like you get two incredible producers at once so it's like I feel like it's hard to keep something cohesive but you nailed it on this so what was that process like? I feel like the cohesion was just like luckily I just found two people that understood me so well that like just by default I kind of um fell into just a nice uh cohesive rhythm because we all just get along so well and the thing that both of them have in common is they just are really great listeners and that is that means the world when you're an artist just having two people who hear you and understand your vision and will do whatever it takes to execute it the way you are describing it and um yeah I was very lucky that two people just it worked out that way to where I don't think I could have done it without both of them. Yeah. So yeah, I formed like a little family. How did the writing process begin for this? Um, was it a melody, a song, a lyric idea that you had in mind that kind of created the idea of act one? Um, or was like, did you actively come into this saying like, I'm going to create act one and act two and this is what it's going to be about? No. So actually it started with comedy and tragedy. Um, because it started in January of 2022 when it was the first day my dad started chemo and I was so upset and I really, I canceled a session I had that day with a new person and I was like the only person I really trust about writing about this like with is Johnny. So I went to Johnny's and we wrote this song and I've always kind of wanted to write a song about how I use humor Mm -hmm. to cope with a lot of things, but it was, Finally, it took until this experience happening in my life for me to like finally like find all the right words and execute it the best way I I, I could. Um, so then it kind of just started with that song. And then I started writing with Ruslan and songs like Hyperfixations and Control came out and I started noticing a theme. I'm like, I'm either writing kind of like sarcastic and witty or I'm writing these songs that are like, I don't know why I'm here anymore. And ah, and it made me go back to the honest vulnerability and just the name comedy and tragedy. I'm like, that just defines who I am as like an artist and a person most like most of all, just me as a person. Um, I'm going to sing God must hate me and then crack a joke about it. Like, and I felt like, yeah, just that phrase comedy and tragedy was said everything about me the best and then we just went from there and then act one and act two kind of came from like oh comedy and tragedy when you think comedy and tragedy you think of like a play and I'm like okay let's get let's get silly (laughs) yeah I like that and I'm, I'm wondering because it's like um for comedy and tragedy you mentioned that's what kickstarted but like was this your first experience writing a song while you were like living that moment or do you usually write music after time has passed when said moments or or experiences have gone by it depends I feel like this was like for songs like I love him I wrote that the day I got broken up with but then for some other songs like God Must Hate Me it took years for me to write about that experience of like going to Catholic school and a whole other experience even kickstart kickstarted that song and then ended up with me going years back and deeper and digging so sometimes it can be different but comedy and tragedy I think was the first time 
writing a song not knowing what was going to happen. So it was like in the the middle, because usually I write after something had happened, but this was like the first time I was like, uh, what a cool reality if this song outlives my dad. And it kind of just was the first time it. I wrote it when it was happening, and then I finished it after it happened. And um, yeah, that was my first time I've ever done that. For me, my two favorite songs are are that one, Comedy and Tragedy, um, just because it's so vulnerable. Um, and also Hyperfixation, just because it's like the power pop that you give us with that. Like, I, I feel like it's a new kind of way of singing for you at the same time, like that, that at least for, with this EP, right? Like, um, so talk to me a little bit about like the dynamics of those two songs and how did you come from Comedy and Tragedy to Hyperfixation? So it's kind of started with... <clears throat> And the coolest thing about writing and working with two people you love is usually a writing session starts with you just talk your shit. You're just, you go in and you're, it's, writing sessions are free therapy. You just dump. So I went in one day for hyperfixations. I'm like, oh my God, Ruslan, I am like constantly just thinking about myself all the time. And then I get in my own head about that and I'm like, am I a narcissist? I'm thinking about myself. Oh my God, how do I fix that? And just loops and loops and loops and loops. And I had this lyric, just there I go again, my hyperfixations. And it just kind of happened. It just all kind of wrote itself. And I was like, oh wow, okay. I guess we just wrote like a little pop song about the uh, inner workings of my brain. And I had no idea that, because at this time I was just writing with Ruslan, I was just writing to write. And um, I had no idea there was going to be an EP that would somehow fit comedy, tragedy, and hyperfixations on the same one. I did not put two and two together on how to like cohesively tie that all together. But yeah, that's kind of how that song came to be. I love that. It sounds like your play, your house has incredible artists as roommates. Um, last year, I spoke to Maddie Zam, and she was like, oh yeah, Katie is my roommate, and we write together and stuff like that. Now we have Sophie, who's also your roommate. So when you guys have a house like that, and incredible artists like I'm sure it's like constantly like writing some kind of material like at home when you guys are at home relaxing so to speak so how what's that dynamic between the three of you when you guys get together and just collaborate on music and like what do you feel that you've learned from working with them you would think we we would do way more um (laughs) like I think you get burned out of it very quick it's like you come to LA so inspired because the first time me and Maddie, because uh, Maddie, me don't, Maddie and I don't live together anymore. Um, so now it's just me and Sophie. But I remember the first time Maddie moved in with me in July 2021, we were so inspired, so creative. We wrote Fat Funny Friend. Oh my God, I'm like, is it always going to be like this? But very quickly, yeah. you're burnt out. So then you just all start sitting on the couch watching Love Island. Uh, and that's kind of like what me and Sophie do, where like we're not writing a lot together. Or, like, really being creative in our off time. Like, we sit around and eat potato chips and just look on Instagram. But it is amazing living with artists and getting them to see what they do in, like, the comfort of their own room. And, like, you hear little things. And I'm just constantly inspired by their ability to express themselves and their melodies. And just, it's a whole other side of them that I'm lucky enough to see, like... Um, that their most authentic self, like the person that they're 
they are on the inside with all their whimsy and creativity. So I consider myself very lucky that I surround myself with such beautiful people. Yeah, that's really cool. And going back to this this uh, body of work, with these six tracks, where do you feel like you were challenged the most, whether it was in the writing process or even vocally when you were recording the vocals? <sighs> well, vocally, I think I definitely, I don't want to say, well, no, I will say it. I'll speak. I'll be honest about my vocal ability, I kind of would stay a little safe. And this is the first time I've ever really was like, you know what I'm going to do? Belt. I'm going to put a note that's like a little high. Like in hometown, I think there's a note like, oh, no, sorry that I can't forget. But like belt it. And I'm like, I've never. And you could tell. Like when I had to start touring that live, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I recorded that. Oh, my God. But um. I think I challenged myself just by making the intention to step out of my comfort zone. So oftentimes I thought, okay, I, I'm a girl who writes sad songs on her guitar. And this was, you know, I made the intention with this project of like, you know what, why can't I do both? Why can't I do it all? Comedy and tragedy, but also just genre style of like with control. I was like, no one would really ever expect me to, be angry on a song and electric guitars and like head banging, but I just wanted to do something different. I wanted to push myself. So I think that's how I challenged myself, a girl who is scared of stepping out of her comfort zone, making myself do it. And that's, that's why hyper fixations like really caught my attention because I was all like, she went from singer songwriter to F it, I'm going all out. And that's what I felt like during this entire song. Uh, so it's, it's such a cool experience that you, that you allow us to step into with act one. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see what else is happening with you music wise. And I can't wait for more material, obviously when the time comes, but, um, during this process, like, what did you learn about yourself? Um, that you really didn't even know before or you weren't even confident before, aside from the vocals like you just mentioned? Mm. I learned to trust myself more. Uh, I learned that vulnerability doesn't have to be so scary. Um, and I learned that being honest is your greatest asset. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I took away most for this project. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Congratulations with Act One. Uh, be sure to check out Katie Turner's new record. Do I even call it an EP? This is where I'm confused. Oh, so yeah, do we call it an EP? I do we just call it Act One? I call it an EP. I call it an EP. Right. But if we want to be fancy. I was treading lightly just no, in case. I could tell I was like, that's so sweet. Uh, EP. My EP. Comedy and Tragedy EP. All right. Well, Comedy and Tragedy Act 1 is out now, so be sure to check it out. And uh, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. <laughs> hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.